So this is episode four of the Them Dad and This podcast. And Faith, unfortunately, couldn't make it. She's on vacation with her husband. So we have a guest, Yuval. Yeah, that's me. Yuval. Hi. Where are you from? Why don't you tell the people a little about yourself? Uh, what can I say? We've been roommates. Like, this is how you know me. I know you from before that. Yeah, you're right. Don't cast me aside as just some roommate friend. I've known you, you were, for... like, this is what you mostly were, like, a uh, roommate friend. I've known you since 2014. I know, you, you were kept on my phone as Michael America when I first called you for, like, the apartment thing. Wow. You know, I, I had to admit, when I first met you, before the apartment, mm-hmm. it was a random night at the old Frankel Street apartment. I remember that. It really it, it, I thought cool I was like, who the fuck is this obnoxious son of a bitch? <laughs> you were drunk. I think we were all drunk. We were and you were just like there. You're like very loud and positive, but you were like screaming out a bunch of racist things about everyone. Like I felt like it was okay, you know? Like you were saying racist things, but you were like saying it about every single race. And for some reason I was like, alright, so he's not so bad. You know, he's he's covering the whole globe. Yeah, it's like racist but towards everyone. But like, yeah, I, I still, I was like, I was like iffy about you. I was like, who is this person? Then I, yeah, I didn't see you again for like two years, three, like a year and a half maybe. But I did have your number. I don't know why. I remember like being drunk this one night. Yeah. And I was looking for a new room, roommate in the apartment in Ben Yehuda. And then like, I don't know, I called people. I asked them like, do you want to come to the apartment? Do, do, do. And then suddenly for some reason, I don't, I don't remember exactly when. Like, I suddenly thought of you. I was like, ah, this guy could be a good... A it's because I was chilling in that apartment before I moved in there. You know, you, Gil, who else? Everybody fucking lived there. Gal, Tomer. It was like the friend's apartment. It was like an apartment that went through generations. Like, everyone... Like, someone, a friend would move in. A friend would move out, you know? Like, it would be switched out. And I was, like, the last person, you know? You were, like, the most, like... Well, we've stayed there the longest. You've stayed there yeah. the longest, like, other than me. Yeah, so I knew you before that, but I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't like you, but like I, didn't, I definitely didn't like, you know, I was like iffy, like who is this motherfucker? But you had my number because of that. And then we were roommates for a year and a half, you know? And you're originally from what, Shoam? Shoam, yeah. Shoam. 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 I think it's a good place, like it's kind of boring. It's like a Modin with character, you know? Actually, yes, that's what it is. Like, a, like a, just an empty suburb, you know? But I like would the, say it's empty, you know, like, uh, there are things happening there. I guess. I don't know. Like, like mm-hmm. what? What? You have a park. You have a park in a little community <laughs> center? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's there? What the fuck? I don't know. Wherever you are, like, things happening, you no. know? Like, so anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You came here all the way from Shoam. Mm-hmm. To participate in this podcast thing. You brought these weird beers. This Ukrainian beer, 2003. I don't know what the fuck it says. It's kind of weird, huh? It's fucking, it tastes weird. But it says on this, like, it says on this thing, like, uh, brewed with passion. It does say brewed with passion on it. You know, mm-hmm. you could just get gold stars. You bought, like, what, what, what wine is this? No, this is like a regular wine. It's Balkan. Yeah, it's 30 shekel wine. Yeah, right? it's a very cheap wine. You bought beer and 30 shekel wine. Like a Ukrainian cheap beer. But I appreciate it. Yeah, there you is know, an effort. Three you know, beer is better than nothing at all, I guess. Like, I could have bought Gold Star, but then you wouldn't even mention. You know, you no, even the mention. beer would not get mentioned. Now I have this beer, I can't even pronounce it. I don't know what it is. I think it's Bila, I don't know, like, I don't know how to read Ukrainian. Yeah. It's very similar to Russian, but it's different. Anyway, 
I'd say by this point in our life, what the fuck is going on? Oh what is this shit? Thing I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> like I took a fucking drink of the beer. It's all over me now. What the fuck? Oh, God, you're such a mess, huh? Uh, it's all over your shirt. There's this big stripe. It's okay. Whatever. Uh, it's, uh, it's not very visible. I can't really see it. Yeah, whatever. It's winter time. Yeah, no one cares. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, we have like a, a rich history, kind of now. You know, we, I've known you for a long time, and um, you're the only friend that I have. All right, so I'm going to tell you this first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You weren't my first choice as a friend to put on the podcast. I, I called up Iran. Really? You called up Iran first? Yeah. What a shame. I, I, you know, I felt like you had a lot of interesting things going on from him. He lives <laughs> in Mitzburg now. Why? Am I not interesting enough for you? He was like this rebel soldier that would, that would like, wouldn't follow commands and would oh, get like sent on, to military on. prison. Really? Him? He, he went like extreme, <laughs> he's like extreme liberal hippie, you know? God. I, the blanket and the beard, that's a lot, a lot of charm there. He's you know? charming, I can't say he's not, but he's like very conformist, you know? There's something very conformist about him. He's right? not conformist. He is. Not at all. You're like, conformist. No, I just, just act as conformist, you know? It's different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wanted to say. You're my only conservative friend. That's all I could say for you. I am conservative. Like, I have conservative opinions. Which is strange. On paper, like, I would hate you, but we get along so well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you like big corporations. You really respect the people who bought McDonald's. I remember you would always say McDonald's is great. Yeah, it's a great thing. You know, it's a, like an example of a great, successful thing. I fucking think it's like a hell on earth. But, um, you know, uh, it's good. And for the listeners, he's not obese. You know, he's not like, he doesn't like eating McDonald's. You just like the idea of like some fucking chain taking over the fucking world. Yeah, this is amazing. Like, think of yeah. it like stirring something this big. Yeah, but you're not a BB supporter, not a respect. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, how can you be? Like, it's very... Just too much being a BB supporter. But very, very fucked up. You do like Donald Trump. <laughs> you do. <laughs> of course I do. Which is fucking insane. <laughs> you know, I feel like anybody else that, that, that came in here was like, I like Donald Trump. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my apartment. But you're cool. You know? <laughs> like, like you get away with this, you know? Uh, I think uh, I think it's a part of my character, you know? Like, liking Donald Trump. Yeah, like it's like fucked up. Like what? I know? mean, how can you not like him? Have you seen The Apprentice? No, I've never watched it. It's a great show. Like what? That you're fired. I loved it. I never watched. I remember That's like, like, like all kinds of like very interesting challenges. This, this is a very very interesting show. Yeah. Like I loved it. Yeah. I think it's great. It was cool. Yeah. I guess in the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I think before he was uh, he was president of the United States or into politics. I thought he was okay. He was in Home Alone too. Had the cameo. You know, he was like the, he was like a somewhat of a, you know, like, all right, yeah, he was in Little Rascals too. He played like the dad of the rich kid. And like, you know, based off of those two film roles, (laughs) I didn't think he was a bad person, you know, reality star. Yeah, I thought like, whatever, like rich guy in our society. I didn't really know anything about him. But why didn't you like him? Like, what is there not to like? Wow, you read about some of the shit he does. I just read an article about it the other day. He's like horrible for the country. Oh, well, come on. But you know, it's only off the news. Like, only off the things like people with some kind of a strange opinion like give you. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know about politics to like give you too much of like a... Like, I'd be the worst person to have a political debate with. Because I'll just be like, ah, you know. Mm-hmm. My co-host, she's from the South. She's from, uh, she's from Virginia. 
And like, uh, like I trip out through these Christian stories that she tells me about these Christian communities and how conservative it is. But honestly, I think that's the majority of what America is outside of like LA, New York, coastal regions, Florida, probably like it's a very conservative Christian place. And I just never really thought that. But when I lived in Texas, there were like churches on every block. So I, it makes sense that, the, that America would vote for Donald Trump, you know? I know nothing of the United States. Like, oh, I, oh, I can tell you about things like happening here in Israel. I, I, my, most people I don't think are that conservative. Like, people are very accepting here in Israel. Like, yeah, uh, for the most part. Not yeah, accepting of like, part. yeah, but like, think about like the Filipinos and the fucking refugees and all that shit yeah, they're definitely not very accepted look at this shit oh you God. know you're spilling wine all over my floor just leave it don't clean it just leave it i will i'll clean it later <laughs> i just you will. son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you racist fucking right-wing motherfucker i bring up refugees you spill the fucking cup of wine on my fucking floor <laughs> i just think you know like black people yeah. it's kind of like... don't don't say racist shit on my fucking podcast uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bring up refugees of infiltrators <laughs> fucking wine all over my fucking floor. No, I'm looking for a refugee. I have wine on my sock, I have beer on my pants and shirt. Wow. I'm covered in alcohol. That's, that's a mess, man. Yeah. That's a big mess. Anyway, oh we've done some terrible things, me and you. We've, we've ruined two cat lives. Um, basically. I kind of like put the blame on, uh, I'm trying to put the blame on you. I mean, uh, why, why would you put the blame on me? Like, first let's, of it. Let's talk about Bamba. All right. All right Bamba. Last year, apparently a little more than a year ago, mm-hmm. we were living in an apartment with, with how many roommates do we have? Like fucking three or some shit. Yeah, like me, you, like the other three people. Yeah. And it was always like a fucking hectic environment and I hated everyone. And I just wondered like, why am I, I know, living in this fun. situation? It was fun for like the most part. Like. It was fun until the very end. Anyway, in the summertime, you said, Michael, we got to get rid of the juki. Like, we have to get oh, a cat. Oh God, we had so many cockroaches in this apartment. Yeah, it like, was so fucking... Like, there, there were like two kinds. There were like the big ones and the small ones. They never got into my room and I was very pleased oh, with this. Oh my God, well, the, the German cockroach. Like, I remember the German roommate, like, really, ins- like, really insulted, got really insulted for, like, for the German cockroaches. Because I always said, like, ah, oh, I just saw a few German cockroaches in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it took him, like, oh, more than a month to realize that the German cockroach wasn't him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wouldn't say anything too, he I imagine. He's, like, too nice and polite. He would yeah, have never said but, anything. but I really thought that when I said, like... The German cockroach, I referred to him. He's probably wishing Hitler finished the job. He's like, I, you know, you know it's all did, these fucking Jews. You know, he did believe in like conspiracies. Like Jewish conspiracies? No, he was thinking like uh, the Rothschild family, that are like ruling all the banks in the world. Like these were, these were his opinions. I would have never expected that from him. But, uh, so basically we're talking about like some uh, really polite, nice German roommate that we had. Who is just the nicest motherfucker ever. Like, nice to a fault. Like, the, I feel like Israeli society just, like, destroyed him. Like, uh, like he couldn't stick around here, you know? Yeah. He, he had not, like, a... Like, he was just too polite, nice about everything. He couldn't understand. Like, why don't they wait in the line for the bus? Yeah, you know? I couldn't understand, like, the people's mentality. Like, why were they, like, being so rude and mm. so, so, so different from him? Yeah, like, I, I basically, the country basically ate him alive. I think, like, he lasted three months in the apartment. And yeah. then he was gone. Then he was gone. Anyway, back to the roaches. You said that we needed to get a cat to kill the roaches. And I said, all right, like, we could get a cat. I'm all for it. 
So mm-hmm. I posted an ad on fucking Secret Tel Aviv, just saying, does anybody have a cat they don't want? Bam, messages flooded my fucking inbox. People were like sending me pictures of cats, like, like we have this cat here, you want this cat? And then I saw one named Bamba, and it looked cute. I remember Bamba, he had no tail. But this wasn't in the description. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, they, like it didn't say like cat with no tail. Anyway, but so like- flaw. Huh? It is like a flaw, you know, like when you, when you get to, when you get a cat, you want the whole cat. You want him to have a tail, you want him to have everything. <laughs> he was a, you know, he was an 80% cat, you know? Yeah, he like, was a, yeah, you know. He was like, wasn't a full thing, he wasn't like ready for like the cat life, yeah? You know? Like being without, without a tail, like how can you maintain balance? It's like buying your kid like a, a fucking Power Rangers toy, but with the leg missing, basically. Yeah. You know? But um, I, I thought it was cute. Even without the tail, I was optimistic. So we went to this woman's house. She was South African. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. And, and she presented us with the cat. She's out here. She gave us like this cat cage. All like the, you know, the kitty litter box and all that cool shit. Yeah, a lot of like equipment. Like, like a bag full of equipment. Yeah, like, which was, things. was amazing. I was happy. Mm-hmm. So she handed me the cat cage. Uh, you know, and as I was walking away, you know, we were walking away. We had the cat for one minute in our possession. Maybe a hundred meters of walking, even less. Less. We were like the next house over. Yo, anyway, she presents, she gives the cat, she's like, this is Bamba. She's a very sweet cat. She has no tail. She's really afraid of the outside. She's never been, she doesn't like being outside and she's very shy and just a very precious cat. And I was like, cool, you know, it sounds like a good cat. Like I could get along with this cat. So yeah, I'm, I have the cat cage <laughs> and then it just grazes. A telephone pole. It didn't hit it. It grazed it a little, and the cage door popped open. The fucking cat ran out. Yeah, ran out just, into the street. It took less than a second. Yeah, it was like a little shade. Like came out of the cage in no time. It just disappeared. Yeah, you know, like she didn't even have a chance to walk into her apartment yet. Like she was still outside, and I was like, oh fuck. Like I just like the cat like in a flash ran under a car, and I was like, Bamba, Bamba, <laughs> and like I didn't know what to do. So we went back to the woman, you know, we, we, we told her what happened, like, ah, oh, the cat got away. She started screaming down the street, Bamba, Bamba, looking under all the cars. And, you know, I, like, After, like, 15 minutes of, like, looking for the cat, we're like, all right, enough is enough. Yeah, like you said, Michael, I don't want to be here all night. And I was like, all right, all right, let's, let's, uh, all right, I'll, I'll do this. Then, like, after, like, 20 minutes of looking, I told her, like, like, all right, like, um, if you hear about the cat, give us a call. Like, I'm so sorry. Then we left. And then for a couple days afterwards, I'd message her, like, any word from Bamba? And it, uh, no, no word from Bamba. So basically, we just walked into this cat's life, and we just ruined it. We just ruined the cat's life. Who knows where the fuck it is now? But you know, if it wasn't, like, such a, such a, like, if it wouldn't be so, so afraid of strangers, just, like, stay in this little cage, you know? Like, this whole, this cat thing, this cat's life was in his hands. Like, if you just wouldn't escape. Yeah. You could have just stayed and, you know, like, suffered the same fate and Nala had. Nala was a sad story. Now, <laughs> like, um, so after we didn't get this cat, we found another cat from a French woman who lived, uh, who lived more center than us. So when we got the cat, I was very happy with the cat. And, and it was our cat, you know. <laughs> oh, come on. It was our it was cat. cat. Yeah, was, I remember like saying like when I said, "Oh, Mike, you have to get a cat." I also said to you, "Michael, this is gonna be your cat." You didn't fucking tell me that. And then Who you the said, "What the fuck do you think you are?" <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> you, you said, that shit? 
And then you said, all right, this will be my cat. I'll feed it. No. Pet it. It'll be in my bed. Like, I'll hug it for you motherfucker. No, as, as we were I'll there. I cuddle with it in my bed. It was like, all right, all right. This Never fucking cuddled it with my bed. <laughs> that cat didn't like, like being cuddled at all, which was one of its major flaws. Didn't like cuddles. Anyway. But it did cuddle with you. No, it didn't. No, come on. It, the, like, it came next to you and hummed. Uh, it came next to, it sat next to my leg. But if I would try to pick it up, Try to put it on my lap and like go crazy. Anyway, yeah, I was very traumatized. anyway, you like as we were leaving, had the cat cage. You're like, Michael, I think this is a bad idea. I don't, I don't know if we could do this. I'm like, don't worry, like, like, like it'll be cool. You never paid for the food. You never paid for any kitty litter. I, I put all my money into this fucking cat. Otherwise, it would have just died. It would have just died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know I, had a, and I, I didn't care about... I'm not a cat person. I'm way more of a dog person. But I, I kind of want to experiment. Like, do I like cats? Can I get along with cats? So we had this cat in our apartment. For how long did we have it? Six months we owned the cat. Wow. And then I moved out. And I didn't take the cat with me. And I left it with you. And you, you threw a big fuss about it. Like, Michael, it's your cat. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's our cat. And he's staying with you. <laughs> what an asshole, really. But I think the cat did like me more. You know? Of course like, he liked you we more. Had, we had somewhat of a connection. But you gave the cat all the food. I just realized like, I could never give it what it needed. Like, like, like the cat was like, really unmanageable, really traumatized by something in life. And then... Uh, and the flapping belly. It did have a weird flapping belly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It was a very unique thing. It was a very ugly cat with a very flapping belly. Like a little bit fat, a little bit like too fat. Very, very hostile. Did the job though. It did kill the juki. But it did kill a lot of juki. It did. I think it killed like more than 30 juki me. Like more, way more. <laughs> yeah. It also brought them all to you because it really liked you. It didn't, it didn't bring them to me. You brought them all to your door. In the morning, you like woke up in the morning and like saw the juki. I like at one point I felt like I was making like good progress with the cat, but then it just didn't happen. Like something just happened. It just like like it was beyond what I could do for it. You know. So I left it with you because you had more cat experience. Your family had cats. My family did have cats, but I didn't have more cat experience. What what what's even the cat experience? I don't know. Like your family had cats. My family never had cats. Never. So I tried bringing it to my family in Shoham, and uh, I think it just didn't like my family's house. So one day it just like got up and escaped. It ran off. Uh, be honest, did you kill her? It's okay to admit it. I won't judge you. Of course not. Of course. Okay. Why am I a cat killer? <laughs> you motherfucker. You killed her. I know you did. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, but you, know, you didn't tell me for months. For months you didn't tell me that she escaped. <laughs> yeah, like one day just like, you know, got up and said like, I don't want to be in this world anymore and just escaped. Your fucking girlfriend told me, your ex-girlfriend told me. Mm -hmm. She told me months after it happened. I, I just messaged her randomly. Ah, have you seen Nala lately? How's Nala? And then she's, uh, she's like, oh, Yuval didn't tell you? Nala ran away months ago. You oh know? Nobody knows what happened. I was like, really? I was like, okay. What well, well, a huh? I felt nothing, really. really. But I was concerned. I, I did wonder, but I didn't feel like... Oh my god. It was kind of like, ah, oh, that sucks. But, like, life moves on. But I really thought you really liked this cat, you know? Like, you actually cuddled with it. I you, tried, like, you, like you, loving you took, it. You took care of it. Like, you took it to your room, like, every night. You know? <laughs> like, you, like, you pet her in your bed. 
If I didn't, you know, if you I didn't. You had like this profile picture in your WhatsApp with that cat. I remember like you months. Fuck. You know what? If I didn't take it into my room, it would like just like meow at the fucking door. You know? And then it'd come and like, just like sit on the chair God. and like sl- no, watch me sleep. For, for, very, for many, many months, you had like the profile, your profile picture of WhatsApp was a picture with that cat. It was just a nice cat picture. It was nothing more than that. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Michael, you fell in love with the cat? No, I, I tried loving the cat. I really did. Michael, but I never felt it. I never felt like a real connection with it. And it made me really sad because I wanted to love the cat, but I never did. The, I, I, I watched my uh, old roommates from before I was roommates with you. I watched his dog. And within like a week, it's like, oh, I love this dog. Like I felt really bad when a dog left. When that dog, when he came and took his dog back, I felt more sad about that dog than I ever did about the cat. It, which I knew was like, like for, after one week, you know? Uh, I don't know, Michael. Maybe one day you, you like find a cat you really love. No, uh, cats ain't going to work out. Yeah, cats are very uh, problematic. Yeah. Yeah. That- I can't believe this cat escaped, really. That apartment was good though. It was a good time. Like yeah, it was like a. It was a fun, crazy time. I think. It's the exact opposite of like my apartment now, which is just me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, living like, by yourself is like a little bit harder. It could be a little bit harder. It is harder. I think I was like, you know, I was. There's a lot of things I stressed out about back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I hated like the people talking at night. Like after midnight, people would talk, drive me crazy. Yeah. I'd hear your fucking laugh from across the apartment. <laughs> Like, I'd be like, son of a bitch. I'd be like, hey, my fucking pillow. Like, Shut the fuck up. Or I'd hear fucking Leah, like, like, eh, like your fucking screechy little voice. Drive me fucking insane. But, you know, it was great when, uh, like, uh, like Amber and, and whatever the guy's name is, the college student who'd worked hard all the time. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ishai. Ishai. And then the, yeah. this guy who was a chef lived with us. And they were all, like, very quiet. Like at a certain hour, they were just all shut down. Uh, do you remember the show like Daniel, the chef, gave us? What show? The production with the girl brought. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I actually like opened his door and said like, shut the fuck up. And I like slammed it shut. Well, like that's, a, that's unreasonable. <laughs> when I had a girl in there, I would tell her like, shh, like, don't make the shut the fuck up. My roommate could hear you. Like no fucking like, uh, how dare he? Like, like, uh, like, and that was really loud. Like no Whoa. way was he making her scream like that. Like, that was like a fucking porno at 3 a.m., like on a fucking weekday. On a weekend, I wouldn't care. I think that was, they didn't even close the door, right? It was closed. And then, I like, the next... That was, like, his last day in the apartment, too. Wow. It was, like, one of his last days. I think it was the second to the last day, and I was so bitter that, like, while he was away the next day, I broke his door so he wouldn't feel comfortable again. <laughs> like, I took the door off the fucking hinges. I was fucking going nuts in there. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like in a fun way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you go nuts in a fun way. And then we had a. And then you you had you did this fucking stupid move. Of what? Of 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 like uh. What did I do? The middle room. You gave it to like two twenty-year-old girls to live in there together. You ah, said they could yeah. share the same room, and it, which is right next to my room. And I would just hear them fucking giggling and talking all night. <laughs> Uh, I was like, why are you like, why is you bomb trying to destroy my mind? But you did like, I know, I tried to hook you, to hook you up with one of these girls. I, and it almost worked several times. She was crazy about me. What was it? Talia. She's yeah. beautiful. Just my type. Mm-hmm. You know? And one day, I was, I was sitting on her bed with her. And it was going to happen. You know? And she was in her underwear. 
And then your fucking friend Ilan just comes in. Oh my god, comes in. was it Ilan? He, yeah, your fucking friend Ilan. He just comes in, starts fucking talking, and, like, and then sat down and make himself comfortable. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you doing? I was like looking at him, like, I even told him, like, yeah, get the fuck out, and he wouldn't. And then oh it just ruined god. everything. Wow, yeah. really ruined your moment, huh? He ruined my moment. But it wasn't my last chance. I had a second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, we were laying in bed together. Oh my god. And then fucking Leah comes home from work, bursts <laughs> into the room, fucking like you're showing me how much fucking tip money she made from her shitty waitressing do- job. <laughs> you know, just to, and then like, like starts fucking like talking to gossip with, with uh, Talia and it just kills the fucking moment. And then the next day I flew to Finland for like, the, for like three weeks. Oh my god, that's killed it. And, huh? it, and then uh, it was never the same after that. You know? Oh no. It was never the same. Almost, huh? Yeah, after that. You almost found love in the apartment. Yeah, but you did find love in the apartment. I did, for a year. With Noah. Yeah. Like, I was so happy. You know, I invited her to live in that apartment because she wasn't my type, you know? Because yeah. it's a lot of stress living with, a, with, a, with someone who you, you're not, like, you have nothing with them, but they're your type and you want to do something with them. You always have to be on. Like, you always have to be, like, somewhat presentable. When I saw Noah, freckled-faced, red-headed, red curly hair, like, super pale, I knew, like, she's not my type. Like, I'm gonna, and she was quiet. She was super quiet. So I was like, you know, you're gonna live with us. And then you swooped her. You swooped her quick. Well, she was my type. No, yeah. I like ginger girls. I like a redheaded girl. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. You know, maybe without the freckles, I could go for it. No, you know, it's I, like, like the freckles are part of the thing. Here's yeah. what I could do. Here's what I could do. Red hair, no freckles, or freckles with no red hair. But like the combination of the freckles and the red hair, that's, a, that's, a, that's hard, man. That's a hard, that's like a hard thing. Yeah. Um, it's really a mere taste, you know? I can like really imagine like absolutely like gorgeous girls with, with red hair and freckles. Yeah. They and are, of course they are. I mean, for sure there are. Like in, in, in no way, Noah wasn't bad looking at all. She was attractive. She just wasn't my type. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good for you. I think that like the, this like living with roommates, blah, living with roommates thing, it's like a big dating club in some kind of a way. And then you invited Gilad to live with us, <laughs> who's a fucking Neanderthal. Like he was a fucking wreck, and he was going through like some fucking weird depression, and he was like being overly social and overly overly positive, but you could tell that he was really miserable. And it was like a, it was a, it was like a, like. Like, I felt like I was getting contact depression just from being around his depression. And I was like, I just want this son of a bitch out of my fucking apartment. You know, he was always like talking to me, knocking at my door, always saying like, how was your day? Like always fucking trying to talk to me, you know? But then he was literally looking for company all the time. Always looking, like he can't have a moment alone. Like, you know? Yeah, like I think a lot of people like in this apartment didn't like know how to handle like their own shit. Like how to just stay in the room and be quiet for like... Just one hour, you know? I was the only one. I was the only one who could just be alone, you know? <laughs> but now you know that being alone is not that fun. I'd like come home, I'd go to my, uh, alone in my room, and like uh, someone would ask me, Leah, like, oh, Michael, are you okay? Are you alone in your room? I'm like, I, I want to fucking be alone. Like, can't I be alone in my room? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time you thought I hated you because I just like stayed in my room for five days and didn't talk to you at all. <laughs> you know, Michael, you don't like me, do you? I'm like, no, I just want to be alone. I just don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> That's why I moved alone, you know, finally. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it also gets very harsh when you live alone. Yeah, because yeah, you're alone true. all the time. You can, like, just, yeah. you can have like, this choice of like, being alone and not being alone. 
Yeah, there's no choice. That's the good thing about living with roommates, I think. But uh, it's not even that I live alone. It's I live alone in fucking Yadaliao, which for people who don't know, it's basically the elephant graveyard of Tel Aviv. Like it's the shadowy area in the Lion King that they say don't go to. There's nothing here. There are plenty of Sudanese. Like, like <laughs> there's a, no, there's a lot of Arsim and a lot of religious people. But um, like I feel like it, it's like you're in Tel Aviv, but there's no Tel Aviv vibe. Like the yoga girls don't come over here. The hippies don't come here. Anybody who, yeah, who's like a little cool doesn't come to this area. It's like a, it's like a. It's a very very like bad area of Tel Aviv. Right? Yeah, it's like a, it's like I'm living with a like a fucking hyenas, an elephant graveyard with with like old people and religious people and all the kinds of people you like. Um... All the pi- people like are like like they try to avoid. Mm-hmm. And not just not re- regular religious people. They're like, you know, like the 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 black suits and hats religious people. Black suits and hats. You fucking lived here all your life. You know what I'm talking about. Ah, and you call me racist. That's not racist. They're not a race. No, but they're not. You know, it's like uh, there is like something racist about saying this kind of thing. You motherfucker! <laughs> what you with your fucking Sudanese comment? Are you gonna tell me I'm racist? <laughs> Uh, shame on you. I don't. I like the refugees. You know. Yeah, they do give like some kind of a cool vibe to the city. I like the restaurants. I think the restaurants are cool. I volunteered again. Really? Remember when? I, remember when I was a volunteer? Yeah, I remember. Like you, you were with this Sudanese guy, right? You taught him English. Yeah, so I volunteered for the same company again, and I was supposed to call the guy up on Thursday, and I forgot. So I have to call him on Sunday. Hopefully, I don't forget again. Oh, that's cool. Like volunteering with them. Yeah, cause I, you know, I think I was happier when I volunteered. It's like something, you know, like a little, like a push. Yeah, it's like changing your life in some kind of like a strange, like interesting way. Yeah. So anyway, you broke up with Noah after one year. I saw you guys on New Year's Eve. You yeah. seemed happy. It was what only happened? like, I think it was only two weeks ago, right? New Year's Eve. Like yeah, 15 like, days ago, 16, 17 days ago. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, what happened? Like you um, seem like really happy together. And it's very hard to say, you know, like I'm still trying to, to think it, to think like, why, like, do I want to be with her? Do I not want to be with her? I think it's more like, I don't know if it's like breaking up or just taking a break, you know? Like, what happened? Like, is she like going through this texting you like over and over again? Like, you ball, doing all these calls? I think is it's she- more me doing this kind of thing. Really? But yeah. you broke up with her. Are you just saying that? I know sometimes you exaggerate the truth. <laughs> like, did she break up with you? No, no. It was like more like a shirt thing. It was more oh, of right. a common thing. So it's not like the Jamie situation. No, no, God, not that situation. Wow. Oh my God, I'm having so much trouble with her, you know, and I don't want to open it like so publicly, but uh, God. You have a, a baby that you don't tend to? Yeah, I have, I have a kid. <laughs> In Canada? In Canada. Yeah. Like, she lives with her mom. Right now she's like two and, two and a half years old almost. How many times have you seen this child? I've seen it like maybe... 20 times, I think. 20 times? Yeah. Really? No, I mean, not including the the, uh, the the WhatsApp video thing. I see her on WhatsApp video a lot. But that doesn't count. I mean, in person, how many times have you seen this child? I You're mean, 20 chi- times in person. 26-year-old father. You're 26, right? 27 now. 27. 27-year-old 27 yeah. father. You remember the one time I was walking with you while you were with the baby stroller? Yeah. And it was like one of the most awkward things <laughs> in the world. Yeah, she didn't like you. My daughter doesn't like you. You made me wait outside with her. You didn't make me, all right? You said, Michael, could you wait outside with the baby real fast? I was waiting in a dark alleyway by my apartment. 
<laughs> just with this fucking baby stroller. Like it looked, it couldn't have looked any more suspicious. This is brown man with like the whitest Ashkenazi baby in the world. Oh my God. Uh, just to be like looking at it, you know, like. <laughs> she really didn't like you, huh? Dory doesn't like you. Didn't I didn't like think she, like how, where the fuck do you get that from? I don't think she disliked me. I mean, every time she just looked at you, she started crying. She That's like, true. Holy cry. fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have a racist baby. Yeah, I do, huh? Yeah. No, she's a cute child. <sighs> no, it's a shame she lives so far, you know, like living in Canada with her mom. Ah, what could you do? Yeah, mom is not very easy to eat uh, that much. Uh, do you really care about the baby? Let's be honest. Well, of course I do. It's my baby. It's like my, it's my kid. For a while I questioned it. I was like, does he really give a care about the baby? No, of course I do. Of course I do. You can't say like this thing to someone about his own kid. I'm, I'm saying it now. <laughs> Live in front of a thousands and thousands of listeners, or at least like 50, <laughs> 25, I don't know how much. Oh my god, no, no, of course I care about my baby. All right, well, that's good. That's way too much. Man. I wondered, I would wonder about this. What? I don't know. If I care about my own baby? Yeah, I did. But I do. Okay. Like, dude, I pay child support like every month, like a good guy, you know, I pay my child support on time. And okay. I talk to the mom like every now and then. Are you happy with this arrangement though? Like, uh, like, like you know, you still get to keep your youth. You know, like, like uh, you have a baby, but it's kind of like you don't have a baby because you're just living the free life out here. Look, I, I, oh, I, you know what? Like, uh, uh, I can't. This is way too. Personal. You can. You can say it. No, it's way too personal. Come on. Nah. No. I know, like, what this thing would go to. Like right now, we have fifty listeners. And I think I probably know 75% of them. No, I feel like it's very, very hard to like open up in this kind of thing. All right. You don't have to say much. anything. Yeah, like, it's uh, a good story though. It is great personal. for the podcast. It's very, very personal. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a baby. I care about my baby. And um, yeah. It was a all right baby. That was it's, cute. It's a cool baby. It makes me wonder like, uh, like, like, you know. Mm-hmm. What like you know? What is this baby gonna grow up to? Just being related to you, like a, a, um, a female you've all you know in Canada. You know, like living in Canada is very odd. Ah, like I look at this country and I look at I look at Canada, and there's something very strange about living there. It's like a nice America, you know, like with a you know free medical care and uh nice people and no crime. Yeah, I mean, people but do shitty live there weather. Enjoy. Shitty weather. Wow. I you were there. Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, when I was there, it was like, it was so cold. I think it was minus 10. I never felt that in my life. I've never felt minus 10 weather. Yeah, it was insane. Like, yeah. it was the first time for me to feel like minus 10 weather. How did it feel? How did, the, how did the minus 10 feel? It was so cold. I just, you know, I couldn't cope. It was so strange. It was like, wow, well, what am I experiencing now? Yeah. Were you wearing Israeli winter clothes? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just way, like, it wasn't enough in any kind of way. I feel like if I went to Canada and I felt minus 10, I would just, like, instantly fall on the floor and be like, ah, like, just die. <laughs> it's too much, you know? Yeah, it's way too much. And it goes all, all the way until minus 40. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, man. Anyway, you treated Noah well. You treated her well. Because I know you had like this uh, past of like uh, treating women in a weird, a bad way. Oh my God, what are you making of me? Yeah, well, I, I heard the story with the, uh, what was her name? 
Who are you talking the about? The girl spent the night at your house and you just like tried to harass her the whole night and oh you kicked God. her out at 6 oh a.m. Why are you making of me? You're making, you're like turning me into something like a weird like monster thing. <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, Dana. Yeah. I want to hear the Dana story. No, I already know the Dana story, but I want them to hear it. Well, put it down this way. Do it in the most, the real way. Don't like, don't like sugarcoat it with niceness. <laughs> I, want, I want them to hear the rugged Dana story. The rugged Dana story. Yeah. All Which right. really, like, when Gil told me this story, he had a look of disgust on his face. And Seriously? I, I laughed because I just thought, like, ah, oh, fucking you, Bob. But he looked like really, like, it troubled his soul. Really? Yeah. I was, oh like, my God. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the, the hell did I do to her? Like, seriously. Like, I don't know. How does he even know? I didn't think I told him anything about this. Was it, who was it? Was it him? Was it somebody we know told us, told me this story? Oh my God. And they looked very distraught about it. Wow. Anyway, tell the story away. Okay. So this girl Dana called me. Like she went to high school with me. She called me like a few years after high school. She learned she like she heard from someone that I live in Haifa. Yeah. And she asked if she can like come over and sleep in my house. And me and Dana weren't close. You weren't close. We weren't close. Okay. So like it, I didn't know it that well. So you should have like, just said in that situation, I would have just said like no, you can't spend the night. It's like weird, right? Like it's someone you don't really know well, like some girl you don't really know well, like calls you up and tells you she wants to come over and sleep in your house. Yeah, I would be like, like, uh, like unless there's like a somewhat of a history or somewhat of a sign that something more could come up with, or unless I know her and she's like, okay, and a friend or something like, I would be like, all right, come. But like, just someone I don't know that well, like, like, uh, you know, she's probably attractive, right? She were like, she is. So yeah, she's just figuring like, yo, hot girl, he'll say yes. I wouldn't let her. I'd be like, no, like hell no. Like now, now I know that we're later. Like if, if this kind of thing like would happen now, and I'd feel like I'd feel uncomfortable, I'd say no. But you said yes. But I did say yes. And what happened? And then she came over, like she came over to my house. I just moved into some new apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like exam period at the Technion, like very hard, like studying, you know, like there's, yeah. like, there's like big, like there's a big stress over you as a student over there. Yeah. And she came to my house and she said she's hungry and she wants to like, like have something to eat and drink a beer. I was like, all right, let's go to the bar. Let's go to a bar right next to my house. Yeah. So we did. And then we went there and uh, she ordered like a burger and a few drinks. And I ordered like a, like a beer. I didn't have a lot of money back then. And you paid for everything. And then. You paid at, for everything? At the moment of like paying the check, she said, ah, oh, I haven't brought any money here. Motherfucker. So that was like, uh, that was like kind of painful, you know, like, yeah. like I had like a 300 <laughs> checkers budget for that week. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all I had. Yeah. And you were young. Thing, it was young days. This thing like yeah. cost me 150 shekels. So Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It was fucked up. So then what happened? You went back home. And then we went back home and I don't know, like I, I kind of regret it. I tried to kiss her. Yeah. She didn't want to. Yeah. And um, and then, uh, but she did want us like to sleep in the same bed. Okay. Which is still kind of odd. Was there another place for her to sleep? There was a couch. Like the kind of couch I'm sitting on right now that's like really too small for another person to sleep no, on? No, no, it's like it's, it's a first size couch. It's like okay. Did she want you to sleep on a couch? And then I tried kissing her a few times. Yeah, like in bed. In bed. Okay. We're like sleeping together in the same bed. 
And like she was, uh, I was trying to spoon her and like, I don't know, kiss her. Yeah. I know I was an idiot. Really, when I think of it right now, wow. like I'm like, oh, I was just a fool. And then she said that I should go sleep on the couch. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. I don't know why I said okay. Seriously, like until now, like my whole behavior in this situation was very odd. I feel like, go on, tell the story. Keep uh, on keep uh, telling it. I keep on telling it. Uh. I went to sleep on the couch. I, I, I don't know, I, I didn't feel good about it. I went to her and said, you should go sleep on the couch. Uh-huh. She moved to the couch. I went to the bed. I, oh, Which is the right move. It's your, it's your place. It is my place. You should get the bed. Yeah. For sure. I tried sleeping on that bed. I couldn't fall asleep. It was very, very hard for me. Were you just like, because you, you're like horny, you wanted to fuck someone, and I, you were upset was, about the money? I was horny, I was like emotionally distressed, you know, like, after someone says to you, no, you don't feel like the, like the best of way about yourself. No, for right? sure not. Like, um, and it was like, like, this whole situation was very uncomfortable for me. And then in the morning, like at 7 a.m., she woke up, she took her stuff, and she left my house. I thought you, I, all right, so from what I remember... Mm-hmm. It was like 6 a.m. and you kicked her out of the house. Like you said, get out. Ah, who remembers? It was like maybe seven years ago. <laughs> that <laughs> was seven really... years ago. Wow. Yeah, that was a long Holy time shit. ago. Holy shit. I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Wow. Anyway. But I don't know. Like I really think of Dana like good things. Now when I like, when I like picture in my mind right now, I only have like good things in like in mind about her. Like Really? Yeah, I think she's a good girl. I just think like this whole situation... And like me being like so like, I don't know, inex like, uh, like uh, way less experienced than why I am right now, and like, like this whole like emotional drama I was experiencing in the in that student thing, in the Technion. Yeah. Like right now, I know this kind of thing will happen to me because I won't put myself in like very problematic situations, and even if I were in this kind of situation, I know like better how to handle. Well, when you're young, you're like 20. Like, yeah, yeah when you're generally 20, mm-hmm. I think people do a lot of stupid things, especially with the opposite sex. Like, you like you know, you just, like, uh, like not stupid things that are, like, criminal, but, like, you maybe you let someone, like, uh, walk all over you or something, or you get taken advantage of, or, like, you know, like, because you don't, or you put yourself through a lot of shit with the hope of something happening, and then it just doesn't happen, and you're upset. And then nowadays, it's like everything's way more straightforward. Like, and you, you don't give it a, like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you can only, like, you can only anticipate what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, it's very, very, it's much easier to do, like, to do things. But I think back then, like, I think about, like, stupid things I did. Like, like, uh, like 20, 19, 18, high school. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, high school time, huh? Wow. That was a fun time. It was interesting. Yeah. High school was fun. I had a good time in high school. For the most part. I loved high school. I think high school was a great time. Uh, I'm not going to say I loved it. Like there, were, It got much better after high school, but for what it was, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. You went to high school in Shoham? No, no the, uh, high school in Lud. Lud, yeah. Yeah, Lud. I was talking to a girl in OkCupid from Lud. Mm-hmm. And we were talking for a few days, like, throughout the day. And then I, like, I, I just stopped talking to her. Because, like, she was, like, 32. Mm-hmm. She had a kid that was, like, 10. Oh. 
And like, I just realized like I'm wasting my fucking time with this shit. Like I, there's nothing that's gonna come of this. Like I don't even, I don't even want to see this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it depends, you know. No, I don't know. Yeah, dating with a girl as a kid. Like it's too much. Like uh, you know, like it was like it probably wouldn't work out. And if it did work out, it'd be like complicated as fuck. Like woman with kid. Like I don't want to be a like a father figure yet. Not that like some child that doesn't come from me or that I wasn't like a split decision between me and another person to have. It was too much. It was too much. Yeah, it's hard being a father figure for a kid. And her English was really bad. So that's another like good reason for you not to be with her. Yeah. You can't really communicate. Yeah. Uh, she was like a born in Russia. Ah, uh, foreign Russian. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. Plus like living in Lud. No way. <laughs> Like well, I, I actually can't... live in a very, very similar place to Lud. Like where we are right now, it's very, very similar to Lud. Yeah, but I'm talking distance. Like imagine like dating someone in Lud. Like I going so all bad. the way over there. God, yeah, like oh, a... come on. It's like a 10 minutes in, uh, in the train. And you live so close. 10 by minutes train. in a train? Yeah. It's never 10 minutes. In a train. Is there even a train to Lud from here? Like, I think there is, yeah. I never saw the stop. Never there is. saw it. I think it's maybe 15 minutes from here. I feel like I don't want to take my life to Lude. I don't want Lude to be a part of my life. I don't want this city. I, I drove by the city. I looked at it and I went like, I don't want this to be in my life. You know? <laughs> but you do live in like the elephant graveyard of Tel Aviv. Yeah, but it's still Tel Aviv. Like you can't tell me it's not. <laughs> it is. But um, I mean, officially it is. Yeah. yeah but you know, sure. the feeling, like, you get a different feeling when you live in Rothschild or like... Uh, well, it feels special. You know, you yeah. feel like you're a special person when you live in, I think Rothschild is like the best area. If I live around this, that's the ideal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like, like interesting things happen there. Yeah, like now over here, like I don't even, like Rothschild is like far away. It's like, I don't even want to go over there. Yeah, like, it's like a bus. When I first moved to Israel, I lived on a Yehuda Halevi, right by, right by the AMPM, right by Rothschild. And I paid it. 1700 for my own studio apartment there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Paying 1700 chuckles like in, like in these days? It's, in, it's like maybe if you live in Ramla. Oh, actually, Ramla. we did sell like the room we were renting. The small room? Yeah. Wow, yeah. It was 1700 chuckles. Yeah. I was only paying. What, 1,600 shekels for the big room? <laughs> I got like, the, I got like oh a good God. deal. Yeah? yeah, I did give you a good deal. <laughs> Gil gave me a good deal. I gave you a good deal. Whatever. Anyway, it's impossible now. But that apartment that I first lived in, it was weird. It's where I met Aid Sagi. Aid Sagi, huh? Yeah, which I have yet to mention on the podcast to this day. But this man in himself is a fucking story. I've heard of him a few times. I met him once. What was your... Like, I'm not going to talk about him today. It's too long. That's like a fucking epic. That's like Lawrence of Arabia. You know, like, like a three-hour movie of, like, things. AIDS again. But what did you think when you met this man? He seems like a very, very troubled soul. I thought so, too. Like, very miserable, you know? Like, uh, he's like, like from, that, like from that book, Le, Le, Le Miserable. What is this? The, how do you say this? What? Les Miserables? Uh, the French shit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't even know. All right, in my English accent, I would have said like Les Miserables or whatever the fuck it's called. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say this thing. Yeah. It's in French. 
Yeah. I barely speak English. You only speak French too. Your English is horrible, by the way. Really? It's horrible. Oh, no, okay. I'm just kidding. No. 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 <laughs> you know, you know, you have a good English accent. Like, yeah, like, uh, I was lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, all my Israeli friends, you guys all speak really good English. But that really makes sense. Like, how could you have friends who don't speak English? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, no kind of, like, contact could be formed. Like, Gilad. Remember Gilad? Like, I think his English was good. But it was, it was like... It was, it was a little broken, you know? He did have a few yeah, he was, like it was broken. There. Like, to the point where he had to, like, ask me, like, things. I think that's just, like, the fucking tough thing, you know? Like, yeah, how do you feel? You lived under the roof. Yo, I li- you lived with me for a year and a half. An English speaker. You never even bothered. You had the opportunity to teach me Hebrew. <laughs> you, you never even tried. I was I going mean, to Opan while I lived with you. You never. But, I would talk to you in Hebrew, then you just go back to English. Like, well, I mean, speaking English with you is much easier. Like, why troubling myself? It speaks speak slow. It takes you time to understand me. I want to have a conversation. I don't want to be like some kind of like a weird teacher thing. I know. I agree with you about that. It's why, like, uh, it's it's why, like, when I hang out with any of the the guys, I never speak Hebrew, even the Hebrew that I know, because I know they don't want to be teachers to me. I mean, people want want to hang out with you. Yeah, like being like a fun thing wouldn't be like speaking Hebrew with you. Yeah, like you know, like you're out with your friends. You don't want to turn it into some educational time. You just want to like have a good time. Yeah, like you work all day. You don't want to like keep working when you hang out with your friends. I agree with you on that. A lot of people will probably tell, say I'm like a, <laughs> I'm like a, what, like a bad learner, I guess. <laughs> How can you be a bad learner? I don't know. I feel like I don't take advantage enough. You know, I'm taking Opan now again. I'm taking a private lessons. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I just kind of find like a, like someone who like really wants to practice. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to find like some kind of a girlfriend, like an Israeli girlfriend. That would be ideal, for sure. We'd speak Hebrew with like all day. If it wasn't for your friend, Ilan, I would probably, I, I could have probably had one. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, don't put this thing on him. He Come was on. a nice guy. He had many him. opportunities. I liked him, he was cool. He had many, many opportunities with Talia. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you lived with her under the same roof. Wow, it was nice. It was a good time. Yeah, it's always nice living with a hot girl as a roommate. It's nice, it's hard. Anyway, mm-hmm. I have a question. No, all right, last, last week when we talked on the podcast, I told a story about my friend who, was, uh, who went into this car. Like, yeah, we met this girl on Skid Row, like driving cars. You know what Skid Row is. It's like where all the homeless people are in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into all the dramatic tales of it now because I already told the story. Anyway, she's like, oh, come with me, blah, blah, blah. And she, she said, follow the car. We followed her car into like a fucking, uh, into a jack-in-the-box parking lot. Mm-hmm. And um, she's all, come, you know. So we both got out of the car and she's all, one at a time. So she basically wanted to fuck us. And, and my friend went first, which I regret now because he actually listened to the podcast and he, he gave me insight into the story because he came back like two minutes later, like completely like disheveled, like sweaty and he looked panicked in his <laughs> eyes. And, you know, she had a manly jaw and I always thought she was a transsexual. Mm-hmm. I thought that scared him. It was like 2009 when this happened, 2010, maybe 11 at the most. Oh, no. And I've been wondering for years, like... Like, what could it have been? Like, because when I asked them as we were driving home, like, you know, was it a transvestite? You know? 
he wouldn't, he just said, no, it wasn't. But I didn't believe him because when I went, like when he came back, I left the car and I was like, all right, my turn now. I'm going to go and, and with this girl. He's like, no, Michael, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Anyway. That's kind of a crazy life you live in LA, huh? It was a good time. Yeah, it's actually through investites with hookers. Anyway, he sent an email in. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sex with hookers. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I threw money at the hookers. I, I uh, insulted them. I didn't have sex with them. Uh, come on. Fuck Tell the you. truth, man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I would not have sex with a hooker. Uh, I don't believe you, really. Fuck you. <laughs> come on, you make up. You make up yourself as like a, some kind of like a divine soul thing. Like, you don't want to tell people the things you've done. I, I'm very open on the podcast. I tell people things I probably shouldn't. Anyway, here's the email. My friend, I'm not going to say his name because he, he said, don't say my name on the podcast. And he said, this is his email. Look, to be honest, I don't think she was a man. I know that sounds like something anyone would say in my situation, but hear me out. At that time in our lives, I wanted to live more recklessly. That's mostly why I left Sylvia, if you remember. That's his ex-girlfriend. Fuck, he told me not to say her name. I said it. All right. Sorry, John. <laughs> Sorry, person, friend. I, uh, I said her name. Anyway, the email continues. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to read the email. Uh, he says, so when I got in the car, she smelled like alcohol and had some ungodly perfume on. She had jewelry all over the front seat, tissues and cocaine residue on the dash. When I got in that back seat, saw her close up, and she, and she took control of the situation, I panicked. And while I was touching her, she was starting to bite me and shit. It was a little more advanced than what I was prepared for. Young male ego was damaged. I was embarrassed, and that's why I wanted to leave. It felt dirty, and at the same time, I felt like a little bitch. Also, you're fucking right. She had a strong fucking jaw. I feel like I wouldn't be able to tell if... It were a man, though. At this time of my life, looking back, I just don't think it was. But I think it's hilarious that it, 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 it's questionable. And uh, so hopefully that doesn't ruin the story for you. So I guess it wasn't a man. I always thought it was a, tra a transsexual. But that I mean, kind of kills the story. But the question is, like the, the question remains, did he have a penis? I don't know. But like, I, you know, I kind of like, I wish he would have never messaged me. Because the big, the mystery behind it was something that really intrigued me for years. But like, did, what could have happened? But I mean, it did stay mysterious. Like, you can't really know if you really told the truth or not. Yeah. Like, um, I trust him. He's a good guy. Like, I'm sure he's telling the truth. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess anything's possible. You know, there's beautiful transvestites, transsexuals that you wouldn't be able to tell. They you know, that they had a dick. So, I guess this woman could have had a dick. Oh, well, anything could be. Yo, he was 20 years old, scared. <laughs> Yo, I wish I would have went in there first. Yo, I think I would have, because I, I think at that Just point... Just for the story, for, for the story itself. Yeah. So you'd be able to always tell a story. Yeah. I wish I would have went in there first. Yo, I, I think at that point in my life, like, I would have been super down for that, you know? Well, right now you're like a more than 30-year-old pervert. At that time you were like a 20-year-old, like very... I was 20 years old. 20 years old. Very innocent. Yeah, I was very innocent, you know, but like, I think like, I feel like cocaine on the dash, smelling like alcohol, you know, aggressive. That's what I liked, you know, and he, <laughs> I know he's not into that types of thing. Biting, I would have enjoyed it. 
You know, but like, he went first. That's a problem. You should, you should have went first, huh? Always go first. Yeah, I should have went first. Yeah, for like very cool and strange experiences. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I was very nervous about it too at the time. You know, I was 20. I was scared. Mm-hmm. But like, it was exciting. But like, I feel like I wanted him to go first to test the waters. So when she said one at a time, I volunteered to go back. I was like, yeah, you could go. I'll, I'll, I'll go for the second time. Yeah. Oh, well. That's life. Yeah. You can't, you don't have, you don't have to go first if you don't want to, but like, if there's anything we learned from this, you should always go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you know. Like, you, like, now you don't really know. Now you can't really tell what happened. It'd be like a Soviet breadline now. Like, oh, like everyone's going for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, think of it. When you, when you'll be 80, like 50 years from now. Yeah. You'd probably regret you didn't go first. I think I kind of regret not going first now. No, but you know, I don't have regrets. That was a long time ago. I don't even care. You know? Yeah, it happened. But I probably would have. I probably would have. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think that's a wrap on the podcast. It was fun. Yuval, it was good to have you. It was good to be here. If Faith is ever sick again, definitely we'll call you up. Or maybe right. I should just bring her around. Keep like the friends coming and going. Yeah, like keep the diversity. Yeah, keep the diversity. You'll be back someday. Maybe one day. Maybe the 10th or the 12th. Yeah, why not? Anyway, that's it. Um, blah, blah, blah. If you have any questions, you know, send us an email. Um, them, that, and this at gmail.com. Questions, advice, whatever. Have a good day. Good night, whatever. Whatever. <laughs>